Welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is John. My name's Taylor. Producer Steve. Got no mic. Oh. Good work, Producer Steve. I, there's a mic for you, and it's not there. Fucking. What do you want? What do you want me to say? Jesus. Fucking guy. I can't even. Yeah, damn, Steve. I'm the behind-the-scenes guy. I'm not supposed to speak. Well, then don't speak. You suck. Um, <laughs> speak when spoken to. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pod, Apple Podcasts. Where, wherever you get Pod a podcast, me. look it up. NY Gun Guys, all one word. Uh, share, like, subscribe. Taylor. Yeah, John, what's up? I have a proposition for you. Um, Sure. Okay, what's the proposition? I want you to voluntarily sell me back all of your guns. For a two hundred dollar prepaid card, and um, it's mandatory. Sell you back the guns? So wait, yes. were the guns yours originally? Uh, no, but it's mandatory. Uh, you have to buy. You have to sell them back to me. But they weren't yours. That doesn't matter. But they're mine. That doesn't matter. I'm the government, and I I'm telling you, you have to voluntarily bring them in to sell them back to me. But it's mandatory. Hmm. Yep. Um. I would tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. If you have not caught on yet, yeah. we are talking about gun buyback programs yes. and uh, just how absolutely ridiculous they are, right. and uh, that they make no fucking sense. Right. Um, in the ahead. New York area, especially, you know, in New York, it we, happens all over the it all over the country, all over the country. But in major cities like New York, L.A., Chicago, a lot of these kind of you know shithole places. No offense to people who live there, but mm-hmm. for crime and and yeah. crime statistics, um, gun buybacks are a very popular way that police agencies and governmental agencies try to quote curb gun violence by taking them quote off the streets. Yeah. Now, there's a couple of big issues that I find with this. Yeah. Um, John, we're going to get right into this. The sure. first the first one yep. is, at all the time, these are, quote, no questions asked. Cash <laughs> for guns, no questions asked. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at a flyer that was sent mm. out, actually, for Saturday, December 5th, which yep. is now past us, but mm-hmm. um, recent, says, cash for guns, no questions asked, Saturday, December 5th, 2020, receive yep. a $200 prepaid card mm-hmm. for handguns and assault rifles. Assault rifles. Quote, unquote, assault yeah, rifles. Yeah, right. Uh, receive a $25 <laughs> prepaid card for rifles, shotguns, and air guns. You know what this means? What does that mean? This means that I can take my Mini 14 with a wooden stock, which would be valued at $25, right. put a synthetic one on, and it becomes worth two hundred dollars that's a lot of walmart gift card <laughs> i wonder if it is a walmart know. card i don't know it's probably a vanilla but okay it's bullshit it is bullshit it's bullshit it buyback programs are bullshit right my like i said my biggest gripe with them is that there's no questions asked yeah meaning that anybody could turn in a gun whether or not it was used in a crime let's just say that gun mm-hmm. could have linked a murderer to oh, a yeah. murder yeah, it, that could have been the one piece of evidence that they need to convict somebody. Right. Now that guy, somebody went and turned in that gun. Right. No questions asked. It gets right. destroyed, and the right. piece of evidence is destroyed. Even if they ran it, uh, let's say they did ballistic ballistics on it just to see if it was involved right. in anything. Well, you asked no questions to the person who brought it in. So who the fuck brought it in? Exactly. Now you have a gun, but you don't know anything about it. Right? Or who, who brought it in? That right. is. My biggest gripe. Well, I mean, aside from the fact that gun buybacks are itself a big gripe of mine. So, Taylor, what if I said to you, Taylor, if you bring in handguns to me, I'm going to give you a $200 gift card for each handgun that you bring in. I'm not going to ask you where you got it, where it was from, anything. What What would that promote you to do? It would promote me to go out and find some cheap handguns. Or steal handguns ah, in order to yeah. sell them to the government in order for, to get some gift cards. Right. I mean, no one's asking you any questions. Right. If you freshly steal them, they're not going to be reported stolen. Right. So. You just have to hope that if you're a criminal and you steal guns that you don't get caught stealing them or whatever. But now the piece of evidence wow. is gone. Right. So that to me is a big problem. Yeah. Also, uh, one thing which is very famous that happens in these is that very valuable and rare guns get turned in. Mm-hmm. Um, 2014, there was a story in Connecticut of a uh, Sturmgewehr, STG-44, being turned in by the daughter of a veteran. Yes. Um, basically, the cops, as soon as they saw it, knew that it was a valuable gun. They say at the time worth 30, 40 grand. Now it's be worth much, more. Much more. Um, and the interesting thing about this is, based on the news stories that I've read, they said that they told her how much it was 
and they gave it back to her and allowed her to sell it. Yeah. Which, to it, me... It is, had to be papered. Yeah, which I was trying to figure out. I'm like, there's no... Like, I mean, she might have had registration paperwork with it mm-hmm. if it was registered. It's it's likely that the guy could have registered it, yeah, registered no, it, it when... You know, yeah, when all, you this, it back all this legislation or, or came through that he had, to, yeah. he had to do it. Yeah, no, it could have been I registered. I think that that's really the way that it went down. They didn't They didn't say that, though. They didn't say, oh, this machine gun is legal for her to own, so the cops gave it back to her. Basically, they said... Yeah. The well, cops I got said, to assume it was legal for her to own if they gave it back right. to her. Right, yeah, yeah. But oftentimes, John, a lot... Like, for example, a gun will be turned in. Like, let's just say a Tommy gun or a, or right. a SCG, SCG-44 will be turned in. And a lot of times, they get destroyed. Yeah, a lot of times. Yep. Um, sometimes police departments can take in that gun on an ATF Form Ten, mm-hmm. say it's for official business, sure. and then use it, keep it within the department. But sure. the gun can never be sold. Yep. It can never be. It can only be transferred to another governmental agency. That's the only way to save it from the shredder mm-hmm. legally. Mm-hmm. Um, museums can take it as well, but the problem is there's a form. I forget mm. what um, what form it is. It's not the Form Ten, which I thought it was, but basically. Um, the previous curator of the Cody Farms Museum has a podcast, and um, she they were talking about getting guns for. Uh, it's called History Unloaded. That's the name of the podcast, and uh, they were talking about you know they wanted to create a specific museum FFL in order to receive guns mm. for a museum, mm-hmm. but federally that's not a thing. And the only yeah. way that a lot of museums can receive guns, which is an old way of doing it, which they don't really do now, mm-hmm. is basically they receive the gun on the condition that if it's ever if the museum ever gets sold or if it ever um, goes out of business, let's just say that the gun has to be destroyed. Yeah. Which is terrible. So <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But that's the only way they could Here, receive it. Here's a whole bunch of really rare, cool shit that belongs in a museum. But if you go out of business, we're just going to fucking destroy right, it. Right. Because if they're not papered, if yeah. they're not registered. But I wonder if at that point another museum can. I don't know, man. You know, I, you know what? That's not something I'm very knowledgeable yeah. about. But these are the things that come up in gun buybacks. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times you'll see really like a table full of old guns of, you know, AR-15s, AQ-47s, yep. collectible And they're shit, just destined they're for just destruction, destined. man. Yep. yep, they're just destined I've for seen some videos of, I don't I don't know if it's in this country. You you may have seen the videos of like all like the rifles and guns like laid out on like oh and they get steamrolled and they get fucking steamrolled oh, yeah oh god that that makes me cry and it's like and it's always by the organization that did the buyback or right. whatever it is and it's like they're just like flaunting it in your face yeah. like here are all your guns we're fucking destroying yep. in front of you yeah it's so crazy man do you think that gun buybacks actually curb violence um, there was um, an article that you had pulled up that you were laughing at earlier yeah, yeah. I mean. Before I get to that, like the article itself, I mean, <clears throat> do they do they get guns off the street? Sure. Yeah. I mean, they do just because people. What'd you say uh, in New York City? They collected Between 2010 five ten and twenty fifteen. There was so five thousand firearms. So th- listen, that's five thousand guns less. So yeah, they work if that's your goal is to just get guns off the street. As far as you just don't want guns. Right. Um, I'm sure <clears throat> many of those guns were legally owned. And people were just like, "Oh shit, I need money. I can just sell them." Or I don't think a lot of them were legally owned, but um, some of them definitely were. Some of them were. Definitely, definitely were. were. Yeah, but not um, all of them. Well, I mean, it depends on what it was, you know. Right. But again, you, in New York City, you really can't have anything. So the right. I mean, there are people with handgun permits. Don't get oh, me yeah. wrong. Um, you know, if you had an old, a really old gun that you didn't shoot, didn't want, and it's just easier for you to bring it there, no questions asked, no paperwork, you just hand it to somebody and they hand you a gift card once they run it. Um, then I can see people turning it in. What I was laughing at is I found this. This is from September 13th, 2020. Um, they're covering uh, what was going on in, in New York City. It says 33 guns traded for cash taken off the streets of New York City. And in the section there it says related articles, it says three killed in shootings across <laughs> New York City this weekend. <laughs> And then it says two dead, six injured in shooting at off-campus party near Rutgers, which is not in New York. But Jersey. just saying, it's like, <laughs> dude, it's crazy. Like, you have this big article that's saying, oh, gun gun buybacks are a great thing. And then right right in the middle of the whole article, it says three killed in shootings across New York City. <laughs> right. You know? Guns, even it's though just, a lot of it's guns ironic. are taken off the street, let's just say, I don't think that that will stop crime. It won't stop the issues that cause crime. It won't stop the issues of poverty, well, of drugs, of gangs. Yeah, I mean, I if you when you see videos of gun buybacks, 
it's usually like elderly people. Yeah. Like I see a lot of elderly people who are turning in guns that were probably their Sitting significant the others or exactly like when my, when my grandfather passed away, um, you know, he had a gun, he owned a business. It was a handgun. This was before I was an LEO. Um, you know, it sounded draw for a while. My grandma eventually called Suffolk County PD and they came and they picked up the gun. They vouchered it under her name. Technically it's, she owns it still. It's just, it's just vouchered. So I, I actually told her to call and see if she can get the information that she needs for me to go get yeah, it. Cause I would love to have my grandfather's firearm, you know, yeah. the one that he had. Um, but you know, so people do turn in guns all the time due to lost relatives or, you know, what happens if someone bought a storage unit and now you have, you find a draw of handguns, you can just walk them over and you can sell them. Right. You know, so I think there's things like that. I'm curious how many guns are stolen and then brought here. You it's know, it's a thing that happens. You know, but I the don't thing is, they the do, numbers. they do, they do run the gun. I do mean, they? there was an article I saw. It said it was, it was that it gets ran or it gets once over or whatever. If the gun is stolen and you they run what? it, you're getting arrested. You know what's amazing though? In certain states, like for example Arizona, yeah, where you don't need background checks to buy guns privately right. from people. There will be a gun buyback hosted and then there will be people standing on the sidewalk across the streets holding buying, signs. Buying the guns. Yeah, buying the guns. Cash for guns. We'll yeah. pay you more. Yeah. You know, and some, there was a there was a news story or a, not news story, an article I was reading on a forum <laughs> where a guy did great. that and he bought a, a Colt Delta 10 millimeter. It's a 10 millimeter mm-hmm. 1911 Delta Elite. Yeah. And he bought that from some woman. He said, oh, she said, oh, it was my husband's. I just, you know, don't yeah. want it anymore. And That's they, great. they were only going to give her like $200 for it or whatever, but right. the guy gave her like fucking like, you know, more money yeah. than that. But so let me ask you this. Did, did, did the organ, who, who was, where was that in Arizona? It was, it was in Arizona. It was like a sheriff's did, department. Did or the something. sheriff's department care? Yeah. Well, they did, but there's nothing they could legally right. do about it. Cause I'm curious. They were off the premises. It was across the street. And as long as they weren't impeding, like physically blocking sure. people from going to there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Legally, they can't do shit about it. Right. I'm curious how much of this, of gun buyback programs are just basically a gun confiscation, a voluntary gun confiscation versus you have a gun, you have to get rid of it, bring it here, and we can discard it in a legal way where you don't have to do any paperwork, we can give you money for it. Most of the time, from what I see, it's more so of a voluntary thing. But No, but what I'm saying is, do you believe it's more like gun confiscation push or get rid of your guns, unwanted guns here in the easiest possible way. I think it's the latter. I don't think it's a mandatory gun confiscation as of yet. Basically because they're they're saying to you, no questions asked. Right. If it was well, a gun confiscation, there would be a record of you turning in that firearm like they did in Australia. You'd have to bring in the police. They would record the serial number. Right. Okay. So if it was mandatory, so, well, but this is the model for right. what it but could what, be. Okay, but there's what about mandatory buyback programs? Well, a mandatory buy, Th- buyback That's a program, confiscation. Yes, it is a right. confiscation. But the mandatory, uh, the way a mandatory buyback program would work, in my opinion, is, is different. It would have to be reported who's giving up the gun, you know, how many guns, serial numbers, et cetera. You would have to get some sort of Receive. voucher saying, yeah. hey, these guns... I turned in, yeah. Exactly. So that way, if it ever comes up later, you yeah. say, no, I turned in my right. guns, which I would never yeah. say. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, I was just getting... I just wanted to get right. your opinion on whether gun you thought buybacks, gun buyback programs, mandatory or not, we're, I'm talking about not mandatory, right. are a step in the direction of confiscation. Like a... You know what I mean? It definitely sets a precedent or for... Or if it's basically a department saying like... Because it could be a department saying, we're going to... We want to voluntarily... Like, give us your guns because we just, we don't want you to have them versus give us your guns because you don't know what else to do with them. It's That's kind of what I'm getting at. At that point, it's a little bit of both. But yeah. these these gun buybacks we're seeing in these major cities, they're not confiscations. They are right. more so if you have a gun. Well, yeah, it's that, voluntary. So right, it's, it's voluntary. Confisc- it's, it's not a confiscation. But for example, they're held at churches. It's more community-oriented. Community. Sure. Um, a lot of times you see a lot of revolvers getting turned in occasionally mm-hmm. you see like the tech nine and they post yeah. that one up, you know, all the, on the front. Yeah. Look and, what we got. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally right. you'll see some quote, you know, gangster right, right, guns right. or whatever. Um, but a lot of times it's old janky shotguns. Yeah. It's, it's old revolvers. It's, you know, like you said, one looked like it was a movie prop. There was one yeah. with an orange tip that it might've been an air gun. It could have been, or it could have not been like, so a lot of times the, they miss the mark on the intended purpose, you know, they like you said it's a lot of times it's old people just turning in their old that's guns what that i think it is mostly you know that unfortunately gun buybacks only affect the poor the poverty stricken these inner city communities 
Um, you don't see gun buybacks happening out on Long Island too much. I mean, you know, you could always surrender a gun like your relative did, but mainly it's in these cities and these kind of poorer areas that, you know, they know that people have them yeah. and they know that people need money. Mm-hmm. You know, if they really wanted to give them what the gun but, was worth. But these are also areas where gun crime is super high. Right. But gun, but exactly. So gun crime is super high. Right. They have gun buybacks and yet gun crime is still super high. Oh, yeah. So are the buybacks effective? I don't think that buybacks. Well, I'm going to say that that goes into our gun buybacks a, a, a way to prevent the current crime levels or future crime levels or are they are their purpose even to curb crime or is it to just have people get rid of their guns that they don't know what to do with and that's kind of like what i'm you know it's under the guise of trying to reduce crime but i don't think it does i think like you said what it does is it 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 gives people a way to get rid of their unwanted guns and Mm -hmm. those guns could be crime guns they could be guns that you know, were stolen yeah. or whatever. And that's probably the case. Like, I know a lot of people where gun laws, especially in the in the old days where gun laws were a lot more laxed, you might have had a gun, let's just say you bought it in the 50s and the 60s in, in New York City or in Staten Island or Queens. Yeah. And then you just had it. And then as the gun laws changed, you didn't change with the gun laws. And right. your grandpa's revolver that he kept in the in the dresser that he bought in the right. 50s now is an, is an illegal firearm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to some people, it's like, well, I don't right. want to get caught with this. He's right. no longer with us. What right. do it's I do? A, it's an easy you out. You can't sell it in New York. Right. You, so what do you do? You right. have to surrender it. So in that case, you know, you could say it's it's a mandatory, yeah. but... Eh, well, I don't think it's mandatory. Mandatory is you have no choice. You have to come sell us back your guns. Right. I hate that they call it a man- mandatory buyback. It's right. a gun confiscation at that point. I mean, they're telling you that you have no choice. I mean, I know? think that in my eyes, a buyback is a form of a confiscation because I don't think people should give up guns anyway. Well, it's a vo- <laughs> but it's a voluntary, just like yeah. the voluntary waiver of your rights, the new yeah. that bill that's going through yeah. uh, the assembly in New York. But yeah, um, just to just to backtrack on what we were talking about, you know, do do they believe that this is to curb violence or whatever? Um, uh, this person uh, from the buyback program, it looked like it was in Brooklyn. It, it was held at a church. It says um, uh, this uh, this person, Mr. Jones of Brownsville, Brooklyn, said he couldn't believe how much violence he's seen on a daily basis. Um, and he said most uh, mostly starting from relatively minor, quote, beefs on the street. The way to bring down, this is a quote from him, the way to bring down crime is to be active on the ground, Jones said. This is a uh, this is a good first step in the right direction, but it's going to take more of us coming together. So, yeah, I think that in some people's eyes, this is the way to prevent crime. Do you think that, Taylor, let me put you in a situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. You live in a uh, pretty bad neighborhood. Okay. Uh, basically, Hypothetically. Sure. Well. My neighborhood's good. <laughs> let's just say, right. Let's say you live in a pretty bad neighborhood. Um, you know, you're used to seeing violence, whatever. Um, maybe you made some bad choices, whatever. Um, do you think that a gun buyback program would be your ticket to getting out of violent situation? Like, would you give up a gun? If you had a gun for protection, it was illegal. Would you go and bring it there and sell it? No. If you had the intention of using that gun to kill somebody else, would you go bring the gun back there and sell it? After I've committed a crime? Well, at, at all. No. Before. It's going to be before. Well, before, because that's their whole point is to prevent prevent no. a shooting. If you have an illegal firearm that you're planning on using to defend yourself against, I don't know, Gangs. a gang member, you know, because you're in a rival gang or you're, you're, you're planning on doing, you know, committing crimes with it, you're not going to go bring it back there. It's not preventing anything. Uh, as we said before, it's probably going to basically delete evidence from being being obtained right and if i'm a criminal a gun to me is is utility wise worth more than 200 dollars yeah at walmart sure um now john there's a couple of things that people can do to let's just say troll a gun buyback if they really wanted to oh in <laughs> new york anywhere okay um there are firearms that it can be very easily made and turned in which technically they're firearms and mm. you can get money for them has one, to be operable right one of them actually is is made by serbu firearms now serbu firearms is is a very well-known 
firearms. They made the, the super shorty to make 50 caliber rifles. But the guy, Mark Serb, was actually a genius. Mm-hmm. He made this gun called the GB-22. GB stands for gun buyback. You could look it up. I will right now. Um, basically, what he does is he sells plans on his website. You could buy these paper plans. And it's a four-piece, 22 single-shot pistol. So um, the, the details on this is with only a barrel, frame, slide, and recoil spring, the GB-22 can be made at home with steel plate and bar stock by use of a hacksaw, file, and drill. Attaching the barrel to the frame can be done via welding, roll pins, or screws. The roll pin method is detailed in the plans, though the user can easily adapt them to welding. The concept is, is to be able to make a simple working gun for whatever reason you want, though he stresses that you can sell these guns at gun buybacks for a profit. So, for example, the plans to buy this are $12. Okay. Right. And then you have it. And then let's just say you already have the material. What's the materials? It looks like just sheet metal. He said bar stock. Yeah. Sheet metal. Yeah. Like bar stock, sheet metal, screws, um, like a spring. Things if you are crafty. Even if you had to buy it, I mean, it looks like it would be less than 200. He doesn't sell the gun just. No, but buy the parts. Yeah. Even like if, if you, you were gonna buy the parts and right. create it, it would be less than two hundred. Right, you could make this. He says with a hacksaw file. Yeah, you de- it definitely looks like you can. It looks so, super basic. <laughs> um, so Genius. you can do this, and this is basically a he he made this with the intent to troll gun buybacks because he said these programs. It's thirteen parts, just to, right. Thirteen parts, <laughs> right. and. You know, in his eyes, gun buybacks are ineffective because basically you could do this and make some cash. Yeah. All right. Now, another... We're not telling anyone no, to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> but listen, like right. he says, make it for whatever purpose you want to. Yeah. So now, for educational purposes only. There's another uh, firearm that you could make if you wanted to, let's just say, troll a gun buyback, and that is a slam fire shotgun. So basically, without... But that's only worth $25. Well, okay. So you get a couple of... You get a couple of dollars worth of pipe, mm-hmm. an end cap, and right. a screw, Yeah, and that's a shotgun. Right. So let's just say, for example, you, you get two pieces of pipe. One, the inner diameter is, is the size, one of which the outer diameter is the size of the inner diameter of the other one. They slide together. You know, one goes over the other. On the back of one, you have an end cap with a screw that acts as a firing pin. The inside diameter of the forward pipe is the exact diameter needed for a 12-gauge shotgun shell. You could look it up. I'm not going to go into that. But you insert the shotgun shell into the pipe, slide the smaller pipe into the bigger pipe. I mean, federally, this would be legal to make. Yes, federally, this is legal to make. As long as it meets a certain length requirement as defined by what a firearm is. Right. And then you quickly slam the two pieces together. The screw in the back detonates the shotgun yeah. primer, and boom, you have a shotgun. So for all of, I don't know, $6 worth of pipe, not even, you know, yeah. not even. You could probably find some right. scrap pipe laying around somewhere. Turn that in, you know. and That's crazy. You could man. turn in a pile of them if you wanted to. Well, a lot of them have caps. You can turn in like three or okay. four guns at a given time. Right. So you troll the gun buyback, you get some beer money, and pff, done. I mean, <laughs> let, let's, listen, man, let's say you fucking, you stole four guns now right. you got eight hundred dollars it's right. like it didn't cost you anything that's exactly. why i think gun buybacks end up probably promoting a lot of theft you know yes that's one that's one yeah thought I, behind it but i happen to think i mean that i don't gun, have any like proof of that but no. i'm just saying like it, it, it just stands. seems right it just yeah. seems like that could be something that would probably happen right i happen to think that you know these gun buybacks miss the mark in terms of crime you yeah. get a lot of people, like you said, you know, a woman turning in an old machine gun or right. a woman, you know, turning in her father's Right. Things that probably or... weren't going to be used in crimes yeah. to begin with. Yeah. You, know? you think some criminals going to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to use this gun no. to shoot up those homies. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> I just think it's it's definitely not... It. This is why I think that it's more so to take away people's guns. Not, not like, hey, get rid of your guns. Like, no questions asked. Whatever. You, so you think the intent behind it is to basically slowly get guns out of people's hands? Yeah, I think okay. I think that's a big portion of right. it. I mean, I think when you're met with, especially rising crime rates, look at New York City right now, man. Mm. It's like crazy. There's 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 portions of the city that are up two hundred fifty percent in in shootings. Yeah, I could see this, and and. You are know, those people going to turn in their right, guns and, and gun buybacks? Right, and you know nope. the um, the city knows that it can't just go in and take everybody's guns because they don't, you know, there's no registration. Right. They don't know where where they are. So for them to say, let's push the gun buyback program 
to get rid of these guns. Let's just let's just take them. Let's take them. Let's take them. I mean, I don't think the real criminals though are turning in the guns. No, it's people no. that aren't going to use them. Right, in but I could I could see them saying like, "Hey, look, these are guns that are likely to be stolen." Because I gotta believe a lot of the guns using used in these shootings are stolen oh, yeah, weapons. Stolen from out of state. So let's or let's traffic. let's buy them back before they get stolen. That could be a way to, in their eyes, curb crime rates. But there's an endless supply of guns all right. over the country. Right. If you can't get a gun in New York City <laughs> that that originated in New York City, you can get a gun anywhere. Right. You could drive out of state and got, buy a gun. You could drive out of state and steal a gun. Yeah, legally. You know, of course. What, there was a guy who you were just telling me who 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 got arrested from um it was like a parking ticket they searched the guy's car he had like five or six guns that he like yeah. trafficked. We talked about this on the previous episode. That's what, yeah, I know. Yeah. So, again, if you can't stop people from committing federal-level crimes of trafficking guns into New York City, what makes you think that those people that do that crime are then going to want to turn them into the government for $200 right. when they could sell that gun for $1,000 on the streets? I wonder how much you actually can buy them on the streets. I have it's got to no be less than $1,000. Well, it's got to be less. I have no idea, man. You, you get a Glock that retails for five dollars $600, right? Stolen is zero. Right. Stolen is zero. But let's just say, for example, now this person is assuming all the risk of then mm-hmm. selling that gun to you, sure. and then there is a markup on the street. Of Obviously, course. some guns are cheaper than others, but you know, there's mm-hmm. that markup for the fact of, hey, you're a criminal, I'm a criminal, I'm selling this to you, no bullshit. Yeah. Um, if the gun is clean, it's worth more than if the gun is dirty. You know what I mean? If the gun is hot... I don't think they give a shit about that. They do, because if they use it to commit a crime then they don't want a gun that already has record or bodies on it. They want a clean gun to commit that crime with. I'm sure everybody tells everybody that all the guns are clean. Well, it could be. Dude, that's like I, that's probably movie shit. I think no. that people just fucking... If they need a gun, they're going to take it because I've they're not some, planning on getting caught. I've seen some documentaries, especially there was one, again, uh, Vice News, but, you know, whatever it's worth. This is when they were good, at least years ago, There, where they went into Detroit... And they were interviewing illegal arms dealers and they're like, you know, they had like Draco pistols and they had all these guns and he's like, you know, a gun that's that doesn't have bodies on it is worth more. Like this is where, you know, I get this information from um, things like that. Again, they could just be playing up for the camera. Who the fuck knows? But Eh, I mean, you know, let's just say you get caught with that gun in the commission of a crime. Right. They run the ballistics or the serial number and they said, oh, this ballistic matches an unsolved murder. Now you're on the hook for that. Like Eh. that's not true. I don't know. It's and and yeah, they could uh, they could they could pin a lot of things on you, bro. It comes down to more than that because the defense could of that could be I stole the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Anna, you know what I mean? I stole so, this like, gun. I, have a gun. I didn't kill that man. Right? No, but isn't that that could be a valid defense, right? I stole the gun. I bought the gun illegally, yeah. and then what? The 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 prosecution has to not only prove hey he had the gun. But it's hey, he had the gun. He was in the state it happened. He was the one who was yeah, there. Yeah. It's more than just oh, yeah. he's gonna get it. you know. Yes, know. they can they can close out a lot of cases by saying this was the guy. He has the gun, right? And make themselves look good. <laughs> oh, we closed a lot of cases. We got right. the guy with the gun. But that doesn't mean at the end of the day he's gonna those charges are gonna stick. He's yeah. gonna get convicted. And dude, these criminals know that. Yeah, especially in a state like New York where you have all these bail reforms and. There's murder recidivists out there somehow. Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things. I, and, right. and and they know that. And they also listen, man, I've heard of I've heard of guns being found in cars. Mm. According to New York the New York State penal law, if there's four people in a car and one gun, everyone's charged with the possession of that gun and every single one of them gets dropped. Because the prosecution at the end of the day, if they go to court, cannot prove whose gun it is, and they're right. not gonna get a conviction on all four. Those charges get dropped. Yeah. So if if we want to curb gun gun violence and gun crime, we need to be harder. When people get arrested, we need to have our ADAs and DAs and officials be harder on prosecuting these these offenses to the fullest extent based on the penal law. Well, technically, isn't it New York where it's a man a mandatory minimum of three years if you're caught with an unregistered gun? I'm not sure of the okay. sentencing, but right. if you read the penal law, and let's say it's you and me in a car. We have a gun in the car in a place like New York City where it's not legal to have. Neither of us can legally have that gun. And both of us don't fess up for it. Right. We're both going to get arrested. We're both going to get charged. When it gets to the DA level, it's it's gonna, it's gonna most likely going to get dropped. Mm. Because there's no way at the end of the day when it goes to court. Because remember, it's, it's beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. So, you know, and then you have to ask yourself, is, is the court system working? 
if that's the case not, i mean well, we already know you know it's not but then the but moment. then at the same time what happens if it was your gun and not mine now i'm being charged with the possession of a gun that wasn't even mine and that's kind of the balance that they have to strike i understand but at the same time i think that we need to be harder when we do catch these people with oh, these yeah. guns we have to prosecute them to the oh full extent of the law and i hope that most people feel that way you know but it seems like more and more people are on the side of the people who are breaking the law than the I people that, who are protecting people. Like, my, my side of that is, if you get caught with the gun in the commission of a crime, I feel like you should be punished with that. I don't think having a gun is cause enough for you to get arrested. Obviously, New York laws and whatever. Well, if but you, just possessing a firearm, mm-hmm. regardless of where you are, I don't think is enough for you to get arrested like obviously there's laws in new york city for example i know we so pick if you on have an unpermitted handgun in your possession in a place like new york city or even even i'm just on, saying that the law york. is still fucked i don't think that the law should tell you that you should have the, that a gun should be registered that's what mm. i'm getting at my personal well, opinion yeah. again this is my opinion well that's um, like a constitutional issue well, exactly i think you know but we're talking like you know at this point, like especially in New York City, we're talking about like statute. Right. So, for example, yeah. a, a woman, let's just say an old grandmother has a gun, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she, by what you're saying, if she has a gun that she's had since like the fucking 30s, sure. let's just say. Sure. She gets caught with it. Caught it with it, what? She's walking down the street with it? Yeah. Okay. Technically in okay. New York. Well, I need, well, caught with it could be in her house. Car, okay. Be in let's her just car, say could be in her grocery bag. Let's just say she had it in her purse for whatever reason. Okay. And for whatever reason, she gets stopped by the police or something happens okay. and somebody saw the gun and then sure. somebody alerted the cop and said, okay. hey, that old lady has a gun in her purse. Sure. Okay, that happens. She could open her purse at the bodega to go pay and then somebody saw the gun and be like, oh shit, Granny's got a gun. Okay. They flag down a cop and say, hey, that old woman's got a gun. Happens all the time. Happens Not necessarily time. this exact situation yeah. with okay. a grandma, but people do see guns all the time. Right. Okay. Now, by your, by what you said, yeah. she should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law because she has an unregistered handgun in New York City. Well, what you were saying was, well, what I was saying was, if you have two people in the car, that's when they're not, like, you know, the prior thing that I said about yeah. two people in the car, those people aren't going to be prosecuted. I don't think that at the end of the day, she'll still be, probably be arrested, unfortunately, have yeah. to go through that process. I don't think at the end of the day that she'll be convicted of anything because, because what happens is you have a whole court process. So if she comes to court and says, hey, like and her defense says look it was her husband's bought it in the 40s she always had it she always carried it she didn't know the laws you know what i mean and i know ignorance of the law is no excuse by some people's definition though they say oh we need to strictly enforce these gun laws right there is a a caveat to that said well now you're going to get a lot of people sweeped in who aren't criminals who are subject to these gun laws that are just erroneous and overreaching so this is why i think that Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you had said, you know, in the commission of a crime, like, grandma ain't committing any crimes. Well, no, this is what I'm getting at. So if you have a gangbanger that uses a gun in a crime, obviously then that person should be, you know, convicted of that. Right. But that same law of un- of, of having an unregistered firearm mm-hmm. also applies to somebody who's not using it in the commission of a crime. Right. This is what I'm getting at. And I think that's where the court process comes comes into play. And they can, and grandma can still be processed and not you know not that anybody wants to see if there's you know, a mandatory minimum though on possession of an un- unregistered firearm then well she's i think get man- mandatory minimums are are stupid anyway well mandatory minimums like i said if you if you prosecute somebody again you're gonna right. use a commission but they crime, still have to be they still have to be found guilty of committing a crime right so but what even i'm getting if, at even is, if even if grandma had the gun in her purse whatever she gets arrested gets charged and the prosecution goes f- goes forward with, forth with it as hard as they can and at the end of the day it's still proven that really she didn't in at least you know because they, they could prove that she didn't realize she did anything wrong and all this you know she's you know 99 years old doesn't have a criminal record you know it was her husband's gun they could prove all this nonsense it, she's not she's not going to get convicted of that my point is that having just having a firearm shouldn't be a criminal offense and this is why gun buybacks i feel are very they're very predatory in this aspect they said hey you had this gun that you're not doing anything with it's mm -hmm. in your drawer Mm -hmm. come to us we'll buy it from you no questions asked yeah now the question but the question that we're talking about is not 
just having a gun should having a gun be legal or not legal just being in possession of it the current laws state that if your shit's not permitted is illegal right so yes you and i both fundamentally believe that it's not a crime just having a firearm right but when we're navigating the waters of the the laws that we are surrounded by we have to look at it that way too so yes i agree with you we shouldn't having a firearm shouldn't be illegal. You should be able right. to carry a firearm. You should be able to carry a handgun. You shouldn't need to register these your gun handgun. gun buybacks, though, tell you that you shouldn't have this gun. You should sell it to us. And that's that's another thing I take issue with. Again, mm. like you said, kind of like a mandatory buyback thing. Yeah. Well, if you're out of options in, in let's just say, a city like New York, mm-hmm. to where you have a gun, it's not registered, you can't sell it, you can't do anything with it, and if right. you get caught, that you could go to jail even though you didn't commit a crime with mm-hmm. it well then your only option is to sell it back sell it to the government i'm not saying sell it back because it was never theirs right but sell it to the government no questions asked that's your only reprieve out of that yeah it is so, it's your only way out and that's why i said they but just, at least but look hear me out at least they're giving you an option the option isn't you're going to jail the option is there is a way out if you don't know what else to do well that's and then that's why i think it doesn't curb gun violence no, this is this does. is like a long-winded yeah. way of basically right. me saying it only affects mm-hmm. people who i don't want to say are innocent but it, it it doesn't hit the target of what they're going for yeah because the criminals aren't going to give up their guns they mm-hmm. would value that gun as a utility of committing crimes and self-defense more than 200 dollars. yeah it only affects people that don't have other options that are really strapped for cash that you know are just in a really hard position mm-hmm. so this is why i think that Gun buybacks look good on paper for politicians. They look good on paper for the community. Yeah. They try and tout all this stuff. And this is where these politicians get like right. Beto O'Rourke, get these ideas of we're going to have a national gun buyback. It's like, <laughs> what criminal is going to sell you? Yeah, Mandatory. What criminal is going to sell you their gun? Right. And that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. You know? So right. to me, on a national level, well, like moving I, from a you little know what local... It's, what it's probably about is just disarming the law-abiding citizen. And this is what I'm getting at. Moving from a, from the local level to the national level, the model for a gun buyback on a national level is disarmament. Mm-hmm. Is basically saying, you don't have an option, you can't own this gun, you have to give it to us or you're going to jail. To if you're not right. a criminal, though, right. why, should you, why should I give right. it to you? To say that there's a mandatory buyback on all AR-15s and AK-47s, right. that's a confiscation of AR-15s and AK-47s. It is. And that's the government saying, hey, these are illegal now, you can't own them, you have to give them to us, you have to sell them to us. If you don't buy a certain date, you're fucked. Right. Or if you get caught with it after that date, you're fucked. Right. Which, you know. Right. And they'll shove it right up your ass because they'll say you had an opportunity to turn it in, but you chose to keep it and break the law. And this is why I, that's that's obviously something I take issue with. But the, well, it, I think it everybody, starts... I, I think everybody, and I think everybody should take issue with it, even if you're somebody who is anti-gun, oh, yeah. you know, or pro-gun control, let me put it that way. Mm. It should concern you that the government is trying to take away one of your rights. Right. Whether or not you use utilize that right agree with that right we don't all agree with you being able to say certain things but you do have the freedom of speech to say it and this is why when you were asking me do you think on the the smaller level if it's more of a mandatory confiscation or if it's more of a, a like just an intent to just give up the gun because you don't want right. it well not mandatory just confiscation in general do right. you think it's more geared toward conf- confiscation disarmament or you know, on the local level, I feel as if it's not. Let's just say confiscation. It's but more if of it's a community on, led, like yeah, know. bullshit. But on a on a national level, it would mm. be confiscation yeah. oriented. It would be that's the guys they use. You know, the whole oh, it worked in Australia thing, mm. eh, bullshit. <laughs> so, and you know what? Yeah. I think on a federal level, there will be people that will do it because they want to be the good law abiding citizen, right? But you know, other oh yeah, people, I have no. I think people would absolutely do it, not only to be the quote good law abiding citizen, but because they're fucking scared. Yeah, but there will be plenty of people, and hopefully the overwhelming majority that says go fuck yourself. Well, there would be mass non compliance, oh of my course. God. Imagine telling. Well, we America, talk about mass non compliance. I mean, this would be telling, mass non compliance. Imagine telling America to give up their guns. What? Yeah, no, motherfucker, no. Yeah, and people always say, "Oh, it worked in Australia. It worked in the UK. It the really cops didn't. don't even have guns in the UK." Really Dude, didn't. you could read articles and articles and articles about oh cops God. who who are stabbed in the eyes oh, yeah. because they don't have firearms and they're expected to go fight somebody 
with their fucking hands or with a baton versus a knife or the versus machetes have a gun versus swords. I, I heard a really good interview with, um, what's the guy's YouTube? I think it's free field training, free field training on YouTube. Really, really, really great guy. His name is Tommy. He did like a phone interview. I believe it was, I listened to it maybe a couple of years ago. It was him and, and a cop from the UK and he was just asking him questions. And one of the questions he asked him was, look, if you show up to a scene and there's a, and there's a perp with a gun and he's pointing that gun at you, what do you do? And he was like, my life is in the hands of the criminal and I have to hope that he doesn't want to take my life today. Can you imagine going to work every day like that as a, as a police officer here in the United States where guns are more prevalent, they're more prevalent and it's our country's based on it. It's a right. I mean, the just arrested the guy in the Bronx. He was a wanted criminal from Massachusetts. I don't know if you saw this. Oh yeah. He shot. (laughs) Yeah. He shot at two police officers and he Mm -hmm. got, he killed. Okay. So, uh, what I saw in the news, because I don't want to give anything, you know, away um, that I shouldn't, but saw in the news that he was wanted in connection with the shooting shooting of a police officer. Oh, a state trooper in Massachusetts. I'm not sure if that state trooper, a, did that state trooper die? No. Okay. And it looked like the marshals showed up yeah. to try and, like, oh, I guess, yeah. arrest the guy. Yeah, federal. He shot at them. He ended up shooting two marshals and an NYPD detective. Yeah. All expected to survive. Yeah. Um, I don't know the extent of their injuries. Hopefully not substantial. Hopefully not life-changing. Um, and uh, the officers there returned fire and, and killed him. Yeah. Now, do you think that criminal would have turned his gun into a gun buyback? No. I think that criminal was fully <laughs> knew fully when the cops came knocking at his door, he was going to fight to the death. Yeah. 100%. He had already killed an officer. Yeah. Or, well, tri- he, I'm sorry, attempted to kill an officer. Murder, yeah. Right. And he knew, I just think he knew, he knew. Right. Like, you know what, if they come for me, fuck it. And these are the people that the, the that the politicians say the gun buybacks will affect. If they'll get yeah. the guns off the streets, they're not going to be able to commit crimes. No. Uh, bullshit. Mm-hmm. That guy had a gun and shot at federal yeah. agents and police officers, yeah. knowing mm-hmm. full well what yeah. the fucking consequences were going to be. Right. And, but I, you also got to think that this is a guy who is basically suicide by cop. As yeah. far as he's saying to himself, I'm fucked either way. I'm going to go out in a blaze and they'll fucking kill me. I don't care. Right. He's going to try to I don't, with him. He, there's no way he thought to himself, I'm going to survive this. Uh, you yeah. got, I mean, there was a lot of people there. Oh, yeah. So, I saw the, the news article. Right. Man. It was pretty wild. Yeah. He, yeah, that, and that's to me, like I said, he's not going to give up his guns and a gun conf- and a gun buyback. Right. And they actually had to send armed agents and police in to try and get him. Yeah. And, and they got him one way or another. They one did. Way or and you know what? The, the crazy part is, and I haven't heard anybody be up in arms or want to riot over this. The guy would have been taken peacefully. And would have answered for his crimes in the proper way if he didn't shoot back. Yeah, probably. If he didn't shoot yeah. first, I should yeah. say. Because cops can't just open fire on people. You know, this ain't the 60s, <laughs> the 70s. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if you think about it, uh, uh, up until, I want to say relatively recently, 30, probably 30 or 40 years, during any commission of a felony, officers were allowed to shoot to stop somebody. Mm. In, New, in New York State, in the city. Yeah. Like, people would, yeah. And that changed when there was a guy, he was wanted for a felony. Um, it was like a, a burglary. And officers were chasing the guy. He went to go jump over a fence, I believe it was. And a couple officers shot him in the back, killed him. And like the guy stole like $38. Yeah. So at that point, they were like, wait a minute. We're <laughs> fucking killing people over a robbery for $38? No can't do that anymore and i think that's a step in the right direction we can't yeah. just fucking shoot people in the back because they committed a fucking you know because they stole someone's wallet right but right. there was a time in this country where that was perfectly okay and you were perfectly good yo you shot that guy in the back i mean it's a little fucky but you right. know we're, we're in a, obviously in a different place now this guy <laughs> obviously shot first three officers were were injured could have died oh yeah very easily so if you unfortunately if, I mean, if you he, shoot a gun at somebody your your intent is to kill them I yeah mean, at, at least you yeah. know the way i see right it. Unfortunately, this, I'm going to say unfortunate because I don't want anyone, anyone to be killed ever. Unfortunately, this guy had to pay for his crime in a different manner. Mm-hmm. You know, a manner that didn't have to be. No. So, no. No. but due to his own actions, that's what became of it. So, right. and gun buybacks, I think, wouldn't have no. affected him. No. I mean, there was gun buybacks around him, right? He <laughs> yeah. He this was what? This, this was like this weekend. two days ago, yeah, I think it was. Ago. And there so was a he, gun buyback he, in I was uh, say, he, he and... missed the gun buyback by one day. Oh, shucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, and this is what I'm getting at. Gun buybacks don't yeah, target. They don't work. No. They really don't. Uh, this guy was had, had this firearm with the intent to use it. And he was already a felon. He was yeah. already a prohibited possessor. Yeah. So interstate, you know, he fled Massachusetts, went to New York, interstate travel. I mean, he runs the gambit of crimes that, you know... How how yeah. do you stop somebody from doing that? You know, right, right. And people will say, "Well, gun gun buybacks get guns off the streets. That way, people can't get the guns to commit the crimes." Okay, <sighs> there's enough guns out there to sure. where that's your one guy sure. that your one buyback in Queens mm-hmm. is not going to have a dent. I think, but we could sit on the fence and say, "Yeah, that's true," but also it doesn't make that much of a difference. So does it does it get guns off the street that people might steal? Yeah, it might. That's but like, does it make enough of a difference? And can those people no longer get firearms? No. So what are we doing? You know, it really doesn't make a difference. Right. Your your one gun buyback that you have that might yield forty five guns is not effective. How in stopping? What's the estimate of guns in the U.S. right now? Uh, over, I think it's one per person, so a little over three hundred million. Okay. Or more than that now. So assume that that is the amount of guns per person in New York State or in New York City. How many people live in New York City? Uh, it's like, like eight, seven or eight million, yeah, right? Like that. So let's just say there's seven or eight million guns in the city. No, no, no way, no way, no way. No. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> what the, the the estimate amount of guns in New York City? Uh, that's going to be a really tricky number, man. Because like I said, between 2010 and 2015, uh, from an article I read, there was five thousand guns seized by the NYPD. Five thousand over five years. It's about a thousand per year that were actually caught. So I mean, there's got to be several. Thousands in so this city. says there's thirty thousand New York City civilian handgun permit holders. Is that out of New York nine million? Yeah. Right, out yep. of nine million mm-hmm. people. So thirty thousand out of nine million, or about that's... three guns per thousand. They're also 50, that's legal. Those are legal gun orders. Correct. That's what I'm saying. So what do you think it is? Fifty thousand. Probably. I mean, so they were able to take ten percent of the guns. I mean. You know, over over five years, and that and that depends, dude. Because I mean, there's more and more coming in every day. There's right. more leaving, get thrown in rivers, getting destroyed. Oops. So I mean, you know, three three legal guns per one thousand people legally, and those legal gun owners aren't going to turn them in to a gun buyback. They have yeah. they're papered and they're. Gonna... And you know what though? There's got to be more than. Uh, well, this actually at the end of this article it says call it fifty thousand. Call them in New York City. Yeah. Less than sixty thousand. So you're thinking fifty thousand? Therefore, they're... how old is that article? Does it say, does it give a date on that? Okay, this, at the end of this, no. This is just really, really rough math. It's an estimate. This guy's estimating between 130 to 200,000 guns in New York City. That's not... I could see that. Yeah, between all five boroughs. If there's 30,000 civilians who have handgun permits, Yeah. okay, and you've seen some of these people have 10, 20, 30 guns, it's very possible. And then you have handguns. This guy, this does not cover shotguns, right? Rifles. Those are different permits. I could see at least two hundred thousand plus. But you're talking illegal legal. guns. Oh well, you're talking. Well, I'm legal. saying plus plus illegal guns. We're looking at it's got to be like that many, at yeah. least between you know around two hundred thousand. So they really didn't get any guns off the no. street. You know, five thousand no. over five years. It's a thousand yeah. a year. Yeah. So that's why I think it's not very effective. Um, and you could, like I said, troll the gun buybacks. Submit two pieces of pipe with an end cap and a screw, and oh, here's my shotgun. That's not a shotgun. Oh, yes, it is. By federal definition, it is. It has to be a certain length. And yeah, we could go try it out right now. Let's go. You know, <laughs> I will demonstrate. Yeah. So there's plenty of things you can look up and, and you know about them, and there's plans online to make mm-hmm. them. People could get fancy and put grips on them. And, um, you know, it, it's actually pretty interesting. I mean, they were used a lot by guerrilla forces mm-hmm. in, like, in uh, the Philippines and Vietnam and um, World yeah. War II by the Philippine guerrillas fighting the Japanese and then into Vietnam. They were using them, the, the, the Viet Cong, the NVA. This is interesting. In uh, 1995, Rudy Giuliani uh, said that 90% of guns in New York City came from out of state. Yeah, that's how they're trafficked so, in. Just another, another push for gun you know pushing for gun buybacks right. isn't it doesn't make, really make a difference because that's only you know 90% of those guns coming in are from out of state so they're still going to come in from out of state right and it's i mean it's got to be got to be 90% in. still oh yeah if not more if not more exactly especially since laws in New York were tightened and there's right. other states where let's just say laws are a little less restrictive you mm-hmm. know but again you're still committing a crime right. buying that gun with the intent to traffic it interstate 
to sell it to somebody in New York where it's illegal to do so. Yeah. So you're still committing a crime. For sure. Federal crimes, federal laws aren't stopping a person from trafficking guns. They should, by theory, but they don't. Yeah. Basically, in short, gun buyback programs are useless. Right. Um, and we don't agree with them. Obviously, I think most pro-gun people are not. They don't think they work. They don't agree with them. Right. We don't want to see guns getting shredded up, melted, destroyed yeah. for no reason. Especially yeah. historical ones or valuable right. ones. Right. Um, interesting ones at that. Um, you know, yeah. that's just my opinion. It's my opinion, too, and it's a lot of opinions of a lot of other people. So, I guess that's it for today. I don't yeah. know if we have anything else to say about gun buyback programs other than we don't agree with them. Uh, Steve, do you have anything to add? What do you think, uh, Stevie? Very good episode. <laughs> what, what do you expect from me? Well, nothing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for today. We just had to wake him up over yeah, there. He, I think he fell asleep. He was snoring. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's it for today, guys. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, everywhere you can find a podcast. Like, share, post, join our community, talk to us, share pictures, share posts, um, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Comment on our pictures, whatever, whatever it is. Um, uh, listen to our podcast, please. Share it with your friends if you like it. Um, unlike ammunition, we are not in a shortage. Uh, we have plenty <laughs> of videos. Oh, this re- that reminded me. Um, I was just thinking of something funny before. You know, with all these all these shootings are up right now. I'm I'm really curious where these perps are buying their ammo at because well, they are expending a lot of nine millimeter. Well, it's like that old Chris Rock <laughs> bit. You know, yeah. you know, it's not gun control. They should have bullet control. Every yeah, but bullet there's costs no five thousand dollars. You I mean, think twice about There's no somebody. bullets right now. <laughs> the gun crime is higher than ever. <laughs> it's like They're it's up, it's up fucking two hundred percent in some places, and I'd blow your head off if I could afford it. Yeah, yeah, Chris Rock. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Sounds That's good, it man. for today. Uh, again, like, follow, share, check out other episodes. Uh, we thank you guys for being here. We love you all. Um, hey, that's man. it for today. And uh, as always, tell it. Stay safe and don't give your guns back to the government. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Later, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode of the New York Gun Guys podcast. If you guys enjoyed the show, check out our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. Uh, We have new episodes every Monday and Friday, so check us out. Uh, We're also on Instagram and Facebook at NYGunGuys. Check us out. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Share it. Uh, We really appreciate it. Thank you very much for tuning in, and as always, stay safe.